Hello, hello to the few who will soon become the many. Thank you to everyone who has tuned in for the beginning of what will hopefully be a long journey. Uh, Corey and I have had a blast making these first few episodes, and we're really excited about the future. Uh, Just a couple of house cleaning items. We wanted to really start this podcast from the ground up and evolve it over time. Uh, We currently are recording our pods through Zoom, since Corey is in Asheville and I am in Nashville. And that being said, uh, we are very aware that the audio isn't quite as crisp as we would like it to be. Uh, We're working on that currently. Uh, Beyond that, we welcome any and all feedback. Uh, We really want this show to be as enjoyable for uh, our audience as much as it is for us when we uh, get to tune in each week. Uh, Next, we are officially live on Twitter. You can follow us at Talkin' underscore B underscore S. Uh, Go check us out there. I'll be running the account. Uh, I am obsessed with Twitter, which is bad, and we will talk about that more in this episode today. But hit us up and interact with us there. Uh, Lastly, we are going to start adding intros to each pod. So uh, this is usually just going to be a couple minutes talking about uh, what the pod is going to talk about. It's like the waiting room for the pod. Uh, With that being said, this week we talked about a mammoth of a a topic, social media. Uh, And wow, we probably bit off more than we could chew here. Uh, So much so that we had to split it into two episodes. Uh, So you're getting a two for one this week. Um, In part one, we uh, start off by defining social media in our own words. Um, And then we ask each other whether we think social media is good for society. Um, kind of segue into talking about social media and kids. We get into what age we both got our own phones and uh, talk about bullying and filters. And uh, we close out part one with a large discussion about catfishing. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is Talking BS. What is up, everyone? My name is Corey Bell. And I'm Van Santos. And this is... Talking BS. I'm pretty excited about this one, man. So am I. Uh, Corey and I, when we were mapping out topics over the last few weeks, we we knew we were going to do this one because I think we both feel pretty uh, strongly about some topics within this topic. So tell the people what we're about to to talk about episode three going into social media you know and it's uh we're gonna go a bunch of different avenues with this one so i think it's it's gonna be one that's either gonna be really long or a bunch of different segments we're gonna kind of figure that out as we go along uh but it's something that i I think it's it's gonna be interesting you know especially with i'm probably gonna come across a little bit negative throughout this uh this this piece so you know van's gonna try to keep me a little honest and we'll go into it but i don't even have social media i try to pretty much distance myself away from it i'll kind of go into uh some of those reasons a little bit later but yeah social media it's going to be a big one it's going to be all encompassing we'll see kind of what rabbit holes we fall down with this but i'm uh, i'm very excited to get rolling with it especially a week before the election and just so uh you guys all know we generally record these things on a tuesday night so just a, a pre you know spoiler i guess a little bit we will be live uh next week well i guess not live for you but live for us during election night, as we're seeing results run in, I'll probably be talking. It'll be a little bit more political uh, next week and get that one posted up as quickly as we can after the election night. 
Yeah, that's a pretty solid start. Uh, so when we, when I started thinking about how we wanted to structure this, uh, I thought it would be pretty cool for us to just kind of set a couple baseline questions. So we got two questions that we're going to start off. We, we prepped the questions, but we haven't really talked to each other about our actual thoughts or our answers. So uh, the first one that we kind of came up with was we're going to each kind of define social media in our own words. So yeah, so you want to? I already want to argue with you about this. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. All right, I think you know. Let's yeah. Let's let's see what we both have to say about the subject. But I want us to come to some kind of conclusion, and maybe not define social media, but define social media in terms of how this conversation is going to go, just so we don't go off into eight million different rabbit holes and tangents on it. Right. But saying all that, here is uh, here's here's a couple points that I have. So. I didn't write down or, or try to think of a word for word definition. And I don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing. I didn't either. So Okay, we're going to figure this out then. I didn't write anything down. I'm going off the top here in a ooh, second. So ooh, you- ooh. All right, well, let's see what we can do. I uh, The first thing I thought of with this that we probably should define is that it is internet based, right? I, th- I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go down, a lot of avenues saying that, you know, this can be going all the way back to the telephone and telegraph and whatever. We're not, we're not doing communication. I mean, communication is definitely a part of this, mm-hmm. but this is purely on internet. All right. Are we, are we, are we, we in agreement so far? Total agreement there. Okay. So the second part and me trying to stay positive here, tr- trying to stay positive is it is a tool, right? This is a tool for connectivity, for communication and for just overall connectedness. I, that is the social aspect of social media. Yes. There I, you go. That I, keep, I would, yes. Bring the people together. Bring, bring the, the people, people together. People. All right. And now I'm going my negative route. Okay. <laughs> okay. I also view social media in that terms of a tool that can be overused and overanalyzed to the point that it becomes an addictive drug. Whoa. We're, yeah. we're definitely hitting that today at some point. Uh, I, when I thought about it, pretty similar uh, definition in my head. I'm thinking, uh, you know, obviously internet-based. So yep. connecting people from a distance, you're yep. not physically present together. You might be, but you're probably not. And um, the way, the, the thing that got me, the social aspect was you're connecting people, but you're also, it's, there's got to be an element of it's out there for other people to see that aren't solely connected between those two people or those 30 people or whatnot. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Facebook and Instagram and those type of platforms where you can have an interaction with a person, but you also have this side thing where you're on stage for all of these other people to see. So what if we say it's almost without filtration, right? Because if you, if you think of it this way, if you think of a way to communicate you know, I, and I'm going off off the internet piece, so you can argue that. But just, it's just this is my example. Yeah. First thing was like letters to the editor, right? In your in your local newspaper, you can interact with people. You can do different things uh, through that way, right? To to connect you, to to grow, to you know, be connected and and social. Uh, you know, and again, it's not part of the internet, but. Uh, I, that those things are filtered, right? There's, you have an editor there. You have somebody that's going to read those, decide to post, decide mm. not to. With mm. social media, it's just you. It is, it is your voice that's, to friends or the okay. people. 
I see what you're saying now by filtered. You're talking about just this person putting out content without having any sort of restrictions on what they can say. They can just type it and, and shoot it or take a photo and send it out or take a video, go live. And that's, that's it. That's a good point. That's solid. Um, which I do think some businesses, we'll talk about businesses in a second, but I do think some businesses definitely tailor their posts and everything. And I think there are restrictions, but we'll, we're, we'll skate that in a second, but, um, all right. So y- your boy had to do it. So I looked up the definition. Give it to me. Tell me, tell me how far off we are. <laughs> yeah, I think this is like Oxford's dictionary, I believe. Um, forms of electronic communication, such, internet, such as websites for social networking and microblogging. Don't even know what microblogging is. Not a clue. Doesn't matter. Sounds on. dirty. Through which users create online communities to share information, ideas, personal messages, and other content. All right. Let me ask you this question. Is gaming, online gaming, considered social media platform? Oh, man. Um, I guess under that definition, maybe that's other content. There's definitely a community thing going on. There's definitely a sharing of curse words and uh, <laughs> insults, you know? Lightning bolt. Uh, listen, there's a I'm lot not, of... I'm not, I mean, considering, I'm not considering gaming. I, I wouldn't either, but, uh, you know, you know, think about when we were in high school. That was one of the ways that we, mm. our first social media experience, we, Halo, right? You know, that was yeah. big back, back then. We would get on it, you know, talk noise to each other while we were playing and... And we wouldn't be in the same room, much like we aren't in the same room right now doing this podcast, you know, doing this over Zoom. It's Zoom social media. Land, land parties, man. We had four <laughs> people in one room and four people in the other. And we were just yelling back and forth. Um, I always I, got beat. Yeah. Got so, beat. so that's an interesting point because Twitch nowadays is a massive platform for celebrities, I mean, you look at Ninja and guys like that that are like gamers that have built their entire brand off of, you know, connecting with fans via that. I don't know if you're going to call that social media, but I I really, I really don't. I think, I don't know. I'm going to contradict myself now that I'm talking out loud (laughs) because I feel like like you have to put content out there for people to engage and interact with. And if that's the case, they're playing of that video game. It's content. That's content of so you know, and there's definitely you know, a community aspect of that too. So it's really interesting. I think to tailor it for this conversation, we are really, or I am really thinking about the Facebooks, the Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't know why I put the in front of those. Listen, in fact, the Facebook, they made sure to remove that. Did you watch the movie? Did you watch Social Network? It's, it's been a lot. Right. Justin Timberlake came in and said, "Remove the the no the." Um, all right. Any other thoughts on that? Defining social media? No, I'm with you. And that, that's how I picture it too, right? Uh, it's just when, I, when you actually try to sit here and come up with a definition, it's, it's hard, right? I think there's a lot of other yeah. things that kind of really do come into play at that point. You know, gaming, if it's one, Zoom, if it's another, right? You know, if our podcast, you know, is, is, is Anchor, is that kind of stuff. Social media, you know, I... Um, I, I did. I did see this kind of just doing a little bit of research into it. Right, the the very first what was considered social media website yeah. uh, was actually Six Degrees. Do you ever remember Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon? Like that game. I remember the game. Do so basically, basically that website was just that, uh, but it was just okay. called Six Degrees. It was back in '97, huh. uh, and it was it was just Six Degrees. It was a place where you could become friends with people. You could make certain little posts, uh, little comments, but it wasn't a lot to it. Uh, it didn't last very long. 
But technically, that was the very first one. And we all used to kind of play that game, you know, back when we were little, the, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Yeah. So, kind of funny. Comes full circle, right? Very interesting. Um, all right. So question number two, this is the real baseline question uh, because we're going to have this whole conversation. And the idea at the end is that we will re-answer this question after sharing our thoughts on it with each other. Um, but the question is, is social media good for society? Oh boy. Okay. Hey, one word, one word answers only. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would make for a very boring podcast. One word. Sometimes. Boom. That's such a lawyerly answer. Sometimes. It, it depends is like the, the famous lawyerly answer. Is this, should I do this or should I not? Well, it depends. You know, so, we're on that sliding scale again. Hey, okay. Go on. <laughs> but I do agree with you. It depends. It's definitely sometimes, right? I think there are avenues that we can go down and I think we're, we're going to go down. Um, you know, is it, is it good for you? Is it not? Is it a drug? You know, that, that's, that was part of my definition, right? Was the addictiveness of social media. You know, one of the things we both uh, watched was that documentary on Netflix. Uh, it, uh, the Social called? Dilemma. Social Dilemma, right? And it, and it talks a lot about this and, and really kind of how the today's society and, and really the generation after ours uh, was purely raised on the internet and on social media. Right. Um, so I don't know if I wanted to say social media is bad, right? There are definitely, definitely some good things out there for it. I mean, you, you look, you look at today's society and, and everything and everybody that's going on uh, you have somebody to identify with where, you know, when we were really little, if, if we did have some, some, you know, a, gay friends, transgender friends, whatever it might be, they didn't have anybody to, to talk to. They didn't have anybody that could relate to them. They didn't have anybody that thought like them. You know, even if people with anxiety or OCD, when you're growing up, you don't, you think you're that only kid, right? You don't know what else is out there. So social media in that avenue, incredibly good, incredibly good. There's definitely an aspect of like acceptance to your point. And that, and that comes back to the community thing, which is interesting. You know, it, uh, there's a sense of uh, being accepted out there, which I will play devil's advocate can go both ways. Um, if you're being accepted for doing bad things, that's not a good thing. So the proud boys, is that, a, that's a thing, right? Yeah. They, uh, they kind of got out there after that last or two debates ago, um, you know, with, with their uh, social media platforms and their ability to kind of get together. And, and you really think about that over the last few years, Charlottesville, everything that went on up there with the, uh, the riots and the, and the rallies. And, you know, it, it, as good as it is for those people who really do need, you know, that support system, there, there are also those that, you know, kind of fall into that category of, of you know, violent uh, and, and just there's, in and poor taste. And there's my point. <laughs> and, and they can all get together too. They use that same thing. You know, yeah. it follows into fake news. Listen, I got a whole deal on fake news and I, I, oof, I can, I can run with that one for about an hour and a half. Man. Okay. I, I t I'm in total agreement. I think that it depends is the best answer. I think that there are so many positives to your point. Again, we're trying to keep some parity here and kind of trying to see the positive too. you know, connecting people again, this is difficult though, because I'm thinking about zoom. Like I can zoom with my uncle in Texas or family across countries or all of this stuff. So it's connecting a lot of people in ways that you didn't really have before. You can, 
access to education and access to to information really fast. Those things are great, but there's a dark side to it as well. Are you getting the right information? Is it correct? Are people that are connecting with you, should they be connecting with you? Um, adults connecting with underage kids online is not good. Uh, so no, no, it is not. No, I know. I know. Anyways, uh, there's a lot of positives, but with any kind of tool or any power like that, not to get away from get, get into Spider-Man, but with, with all that power comes a lot of responsibility. And unfortunately human beings have shown that we're pretty irresponsible creatures. Um, well, so what, so what is, what is the answer to that? Right. I mean, you know, without kind of going too far and down the, uh, the rabbit's hole here, is there a way uh, that, you know, should, should people like Mark Zuckerberg be held responsible, right? I mean, they were, they were testifying in front of Congress not too long ago about the 2016 election and the information that was spread on their platforms that was influencing, you know, voters, right? right. You know, so is it their responsibility? Is there, is there some kind of government oversight that needs to step in the way that they did for Saturday morning cartoons and how those used to be advertised at children? And what, I mean, what do you do, right? How can we get in front of that and adapt and overcome? Yes, Good answer. That's it. No, um, <laughs> one I, more answer. I, I really do. Unfortunately, I, I don't like usually the government meddling in private, you know, business. But I think we're at a point where there's those companies are so big and and so unchecked that it's it's time because of all of the things that we're about to talk about in the next hour and a half or however long, um, they're not going to change on their own. It doesn't appear so. I think only time will tell, but I think it's, it's probably time for that. In my personal opinion, that does bring up a good point. You said Saturday morning cartoons. So I am not a parent, but I was a child once. And so <laughs> we're going to start talking about the effects that social media has on kids. Uh, first question I had for you was uh, what age will you let Jonah get a phone? And he is six now. Six, yeah, just turned six so. right at a month ago. Um, you know, we've we've thought about this. My wife and I have talked about it a little bit. When did we get phones? Do you remember? I think I was like thirteen. That was my follow up question, which we were going to tie in was when we were going to get, get a phone, and when did we get phones? I remember being like fifteen, maybe maybe 15. sixteen. I thought it was older. I want to say I was sixteen. And it was, you know, one of those Motorola zip flip phones or whatever, the best. The, the, the razors. The razors. The Oh, so good. The Nokia's oh, were the ones you couldn't break. Always remember that because I think I got it when I was 16. And then my, I think my brother got it when he was like 13 or 12. And I was like, hey, I had to wait. <laughs> now he gets one. I was not okay with that, but I, I got past it. I, th I think mine was 13 or 14. Um and it was, it was while we were in Huntsville, I think I got one because my parents couldn't keep up with me and it was purely to know where the hell I was. Uh, right. and mo most times it was just at your house, but you know, they, they, they didn't know where I was. And so they, uh, they did that for a little while. Until we told them that, until we told my parents that we were at your house and we told your parents that I was at my house and then. And then get caught at Dinerman's, you know, <laughs> at, at different parties and whatever. So yeah, you know. It, we're at the movies all the time, Corey. We just went to the movie. Oh yeah, that's where we went. Yep. I remember that. All right. So, uh, so with, that, with that kind of thought, I would say, I would still think we're on the same age. Like, and I, and I know that's probably late in today's society. Like, but I, I don't really don't want him on those, you know, when he is younger than that, I don't want him on, like my cousins right now, they're, 
you know, nine, 10 years old, they have, they have cell phones. And I'm just like, no, we're not, I'm not doing this. That's, that's, that's in my opinion, ridiculous. I, I don't want them exposed to everything that you can be exposed to. Um, you know, I, I plan on once he is of age and having cell phones to there, there's going to be, you know, a curfew for the cell phone too, right? It won't be going to the room with him. It's going to stay in a public viewing space, you know, by eight thirty, nine o'clock each night that has to be plugged in in the kitchen, whatever it might be. I haven't, you know, obviously I'm not there yet. I don't have those details, but something along those lines that will only, uh, what time is it? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's my grandfather's. So that's sidebar. Uh, my, my grandfather's clock and it is a grandfather's clock, but that's actually my grandfather's, so grandfather's clock. grandfather's grandfather's clock. Yeah. It's old. That's fantastic. It, uh, my mom had it. I always had a thing. I have a thing with watches. So things with clocks nice. <clears throat> and, uh, my mom, my mom gave it to me probably 10 ish years ago now and it never worked. And it was probably three or four years ago. I got really bored and, uh, I took it all apart and put it all back together and made it work. I you're fixed a, the clock. You're a I'm, full of that. That's I, yeah. I was I was pretty proud of that one. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the. <laughs> I'm impressed. Also, for our, our 17 listeners out there, or 11, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're going to hear that chime from time to time, and just every 30 minutes play a game, and we'll figure out what time it is. <laughs> every 30 minutes, it's going to be the new drinking game of the pod. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's a solid one. Yeah, we could we could turn that into something. Oh. But, to, to, to get back to, you know, when, when I think my, when Jonah will have a, a cell phone, you know, it's, I, I'm still saying 12 because times have already changed just from when you and I were 12, right? Yeah. When I, when I think back to when you and I were 12 years old, we were at each other's house. We were sneaking off to the movies. We were doing God knows what at, at the time and kids today don't even go outside. Yeah. Like they just don't. We were, and, we were riding bikes. We were like we're going to the pool, jumping in the, the creek, you know, like I remember doing those things. We were going out and kicking soccer balls and hitting baseballs and running around and throwing footballs and, you know, whatever. Always playing ball, yeah. basically always playing ball. Yeah. So that's, that's actually one of my, the things that I wrote down uh, was, was, what do you think about the irony of, of social media with yes. people having the lack of sociability now and, and just not even being able to help hold a conversation face to face with anyone? Man, that's a tough one. I, I feel like we were probably one of the last generations to really experience that outsideness, if if that's what we're going to call it, you know, because um, we did do that. And I do remember, I mean, cell phones were very limited when we first started getting them too. You had to pay by the text. So I remember getting a phone and we were really just calling people and then texting didn't really get big until probably late middle school, maybe high school. So we didn't even have the capability that these kids have nowadays, which is incredible access to everything immediately. Computer. Fast. Yes, they're ha- they got a, a massive computer in their pocket. But uh, anyways, um, your question about the social aspect of it, that, that is really interesting. And my little insight to that is uh, I will reference it quite a bit unfortunately, but having worked in hospitality, you know, that is a face-to-face industry. That is, hey, welcome to this place. How can I help you? You know, uh, there's a lot of interaction and it's really interesting to see some of the younger kids, I say kids, but like 18, 19 year old kids that come work and social skills do not exist. 
before, you know, if you saw somebody on their phone, they were the outlier and it was like, get off your phone. What are you doing nowadays? Hard to keep kids off the phone. And that's like kind of the norm. Um, and, and yeah, it's a sad, it's not, I think it's a sad thing. I mean, I think human interaction is very important, especially for developing kids. I was probably not the most socially, I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert until probably my twenties when I really got into hospitality and you just start talking and have to be, you really come into your own and like, yeah, you, you become an extrovert. Like that's part of the job. But even then sports teams, you know, running around the neighborhood, making friends, like we had a very social, I had a very social upbringing. Um, and so, yes, to your point, it's sad, but yeah, I do feel like there's definitely a, uh, a lack of personal, I don't want to say physical interaction, but in-person interaction, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? No, I, th- I think it's incredibly obvious. And, and I think you have an interesting point because you've hired and, and had all those people who are on that generation X that have worked for you at some point. Um, you know, in my line of work, it's, it's construction. So not quite as much, a little bit, a little bit older generally, and, and have a little bit more experience. Uh, so it's, it's definitely different. Uh, but I, I would agree wholeheartedly. I don't see the kids in the neighborhood, you know, running around shooting basketball or, you know, throwing, even playing catch with their own dad, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's different. It's a different society. And it's, it's just, it's in front of a screen now instead of outside. And I, you know, I don't know all the shorthand. I, I can't talk to you on social media. I don't have it, but I couldn't talk to you on social media. Like these kids are able to talk to you on social media. Uh, and, but I could talk to you face to face where these kids can't talk to you face to face. So it's, right. it, it's an interesting paradox. It is. And one thing that concerns me a little bit is that COVID look at that. We made it, oh, like yeah. 30, we made it like 30 minutes into this before somebody said COVID, but COVID <laughs> has like just absolutely slingshotted us into that times a million. It's like, we, I, you could see it happening before for sure. Yep. Where it was, okay, we all stay in our houses now and we've all got Netflix and we, we stopped going to the movie theater and they're, they don't have, you know, video rental places anymore. And there's all those social places you used to go to, they're, they're, they're there, but they're just changing, right? You watch a Netflix show and then you tweet about it and then your best friend next door is like, oh, I got to check it out. So you could already see it kind of going there before, but now we're in an era where people are legitimately afraid of each other which is a whole other thing. So I'm concerned. I'm, I'm interested to see how does it swing back? And I'm assuming it's going to be pretty slow. I think we were already heading in a direction. I think this just pushed us even faster down that road of, Hey, if we can do it at home in our own space away, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that because it's easier. It's cheaper. It's more convenient. I don't have to worry about getting dressed up for anybody or going to, I don't have to, I don't care what I look like. And so, I think that era is here to stay. Will I go out and do things when it's safe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait for concerts and, and parties and not parties. What am I talking about? Just social gatherings and stuff. So anyways, well, it's different though. Like I think to, to, to that point, I don't, I don't know if that part of it is generational. I think that part is societal. Cause if you look at it right now, I mean, our parents are on social media now. Yeah. Right. You know, now they have no clue what they're doing on it, but, yeah. but they're on it. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, a funny story. So I got rid of social media and I'll dive into this probably afterwards, but uh, about six years ago. So it was, it was right after uh, Jonah was born. 
And I kind of caught myself, you know, we talked about Bo a second ago being in, you know, his room for four hours. I'd be in the bathroom for like an hour, you know, and every morning I was like, dude, I'm not in here doing this for an hour. Like we got, we got to go, yeah. uh, you know, so you catch yourself in that, in that kind of uh, <laughs> shenanigan. I'm like, dude, I'm missing time with my kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about what, what Van's tweeting over here than, than, you know, what, what Jonah's in there crying about. And I was like, all right, I got to stop this. And so I had to go cold Turkey, right. That was just, that was my way. It's a personal thing. That's the way I had to deal with it. Yeah. And, and I've, and I've just stayed away from it um, for a monotony of reasons, but that being a, a big, big part of it. Uh, but it, but when I still had it, speaking about parents having them, this is the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll probably rag on my, my parents from time to time, but this one, uh, this one still makes me laugh. Uh, it was Memorial day and obviously being a veteran and everything, you know, I usually got quite a bit, you know, Hey, thank you for your service, all that kind of stuff. It's not really what Memorial day was about, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> my dad posted something on Facebook and it was a picture of, uh, of a few guys who looked like they were in, you know, the Vietnam war or, or whatever. And just said, Hey, can I get a couple likes for, for these guys? And it was the, uh, crew uh, and cast from Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. No, yep. no. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. And he was all like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's give these guys some support. Oh, you know? No. Nope. <laughs> yep. The guys from Tropic Thunder was, uh, you know. Oh, my goodness. Got him. (laughs) Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr. and Blackface, you know, like the whole. So I I gave him a call. I was like, hey, Dad, you you may want to look at that. That's that's not what you think it is. And uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of stuff like that still goes on. I mean, it it still goes on with uh, with the fake news and and with, you know, the spreading of misinformation and Mm -hmm. social media just being a a, a huge part of that uh, and and the way that uh, information and news is reported. So uh, but yeah, that's that's the one I'll hit on for a second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. So back to the kids and the phone thing. I, I, I found an interesting article. I think it was Bill Gates talking about keeping his kids off of phones. Um, they were, I, I think it was the average age for a kid to get their first phone is at 10. Okay. Okay. Now, now let's think about that. If the average age is 10. Means there's people younger. Means the kids that are getting it at 16 means there's other kids that are getting it at four and five. I don't know. That could be a stretch, but it means they're getting them younger than that. If that's the average, I don't know how many kids they surveyed. That is not a scientific article. So don't quote me on that, but I do believe it. That does not surprise me at all. Um, and then another piece of that was, I think by 12, it said 50% of kids have social media accounts by 12, 12, Mm-mm. man, it's a lot. So unpacking that, um, a couple side topics we had was bullying, um, and kids access to ad- adult content and on the flip side, education. They have access to a lot of information that can be very helpful. So do you have any, any concerns about bullying online? Well, yeah, I definitely do. Um, I'm an adult and I have concerns about bullying online. Me yeah. <laughs> well, you're an easy target. Um, but <laughs> it, yeah. I do make it easy, don't I? Yeah, it's more, it's more fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, man, I, definitely. Um, you know, kids today, everybody's a big bad guy behind the, the, the keyboard. Right. You know, you can you can hide behind a, a keyboard and you can say whatever you want and not have to really worry about anything ever happening to you. So there's a lot of times that there's a lot of kids who kind of take that attitude. that They can say and do and get away with whatever they want. Uh, and so they do. 
they almost do it for a reaction. It feels like, you know, like, uh, you know, putting them down and, and, you know, you can go into the psychology behind it. I'm sure there's plenty of it. Uh, but, you know, back to that documentary we watched, you know, it had something in there about, you know, preteen girls and the amount of uh, cyberbullying going on in there and the amount of just like self-harm and self-inflicted harm because of that has skyrocketed something like 600%. Yeah. Just something ridiculous, some ridiculous stat that is so sad and so avoidable. Right. It, it, it's just it's just ridiculous. But it's, again, it's, there's no restrictions, right? There's no regulation. There's no restriction. Yep. And that's I'll, I'll, I'll get into my – when we're wrapping this up, I have – yeah, I have a suggestion. We're going to go suggestion hard. We're going to go hard at the end here. Well, we're going to go hard, but I'm, we're going to save that. You have the suggestion for now or for later? For later. It's, it's, oh. it's my end synopsis on how to, how to oh. make the world a better place. Proposal here. Okay. Yeah. Um, bullying. Yeah. You know, okay. A couple things. Um, I was joking about being afraid of bullying at, at an adult age, but a very real thing that scares me is people's ability to um, say anything they want to and get any sort of public backlash without any sort of basis for any allegations. That, that really scares me. Um, I think on one hand, uh, social media can be a place where you uncover things and bring things to light that probably never would. And that can be a good thing, but that also gives other people the ability to make false allegations and make it look really good and make it look believable. And then maybe tarnish somebody's reputation before anything bad has really happened based on some personal vindictive thing, you know? So I think, uh, so I'm just thinking myself, you know, there's, there've been a few times where I've had to terminate somebody from work for bad performance or for this or that or whatnot. And uh, a couple times I've received anonymous texts back and I'm not going to say threats per se, but I don't like thinking that somebody out there who doesn't know me hates me or wants to do me harm. I literally, I'm just doing my job. I'm, I, I have no personal qualms. I don't make any business decision on a personal anything. Uh, so I think about that stuff and, and social media given somebody like that, the ability to try to go slander me for ju just doing my job. So did you ever watch house of cards? Uh, I, the first three seasons, I think, or four, I didn't finish it, but so it's in one of those seasons. It's one of the first, this might be the first, I think it is the first season. Uh, you know, Zoe Barnes, the, the reporter yeah. chick. So mm -hmm. she's in there talking to her editor, right? And her editor starts like going off on a personal vendetta and, and you know, ends up calling her the C word and stuff. And yes. then she just kind of takes a step back and like yes. step live tweets it. Right. And she's like, Hey, you just got to know if you're talking to one person, you're talking to 2 million. Yes. And, and that's, that's the truth. Right. I mean, if you're talking to one person, you, you're talking to however many followers or how many people they're following or following. Right. I mean, you can reach anything really quickly. Think about all the stuff that's just random and stupid that goes viral. Yeah. Like you never, you never know what it's going to be. The skateboard guy. This dude, he's the man. I don't even have social media and I know who that is. And he's the definition of vibe. Just vibing. I'm too old to use that term, but I'm using it. <laughs> he got a truck out of that. I saw that. Ocean Spray gave him a truck. And That's some good news. That's some good know, news from social it media. Is, it is. So there's some positivity. And then I'm pretty sure TikTok sponsored him. He's on all the TikTok commercials now, which don't have TikTok. Probably never will. Um, but anyways, adult content too. So like kids, yeah, there's, I'm sure as a parent, you can set up 
parental controls on certain apps or certain things. But here's the truth. We were kids once. You we can always find a way around anything mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're a kid because the kids are smarter than we are like because they grew up in it. So, you know, they're always going to find a way around it. And I definitely think that leads to kids growing up faster too. You know, seeing things, they're exposed to way more than, than we were at that age. So, so to that point, think about it this way, right? You know, we, uh, we talked about it or we haven't talked about it, but it has been talked about how, when, you know, the print came along and and magazines and how women would try to hold themselves to those certain standards. I mean, men Mm -hmm. too, right. Uh, you just hear a little bit more about it from a woman's woman's perspective and then trying to hold themselves to unrealistic standards based on the pictures that they see in a magazine to the commercials and the people and the girls and the women that they see on TV, right? Same with the men. We talked a little bit about masculinity last week and those that stereotypical uh, masculine qualities that make you think you have to be jacked and ripped and, you know, you have to talk down to women and all that kind of crap that it's just perpetuated because of the media that you're looking at. And now... It's on social media, which gets to you 8 million times more and 8,000 times faster than any of those other mediums ever did. And without trying to get scientific or go too crazy behind it, as fast as that technology is advancing and as fast as that medium is advancing, we're not. Yeah. I mean, we're not. Yeah. We're We're the same people we were 50, 100 years ago for the most part. I mean, you know, they had they had 10 fingers, 10 toes back then too, all right? <laughs> and I, I, I'm not growing another appendage to help me do whatever I need to do now. And Think about how fast you could text if you had six fingers. Dude, oh, so one, fast. Or six on both. Dude, give, me, give me another thumb. Life, life is good. Oh, goodness gracious. Man, it's, uh, yeah, that's, it's so hard. Um, 12-year-olds don't look like 12-year-olds anymore. They yeah. look like they're 21. Well, that is a pretty solid segue into a conversation about self-image a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about effects on adults here in a second, but I think this is a solid, like maybe uh, between kids and adults. Uh, this is a teenage conversation, but uh, <laughs> yeah, this this whole idea of uh, of like reality versus whatever you want to put on social media. You've got this world, this this tool in your pocket to your point where you can put the best version or even a totally fake version of yourself out there. And that may make you feel better about yourself because you think that other people think that you look great or that you are smart or that you are popular or that you are cool or any of these other things that people strive to be. Maybe it is jacked or whatever, or, you know, you have all these friends when in reality you don't. Um, And so, I figured we would just go back and forth a little on, on this idea of uh, false, false image, you know, online. One of the greatest, uh, this is a quote, ready for this? And it's from Lil Dicky. So it's super, it's super, you know, quality, Love right? This. He's Lil talking Dicky. about the, 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 it's the verse talking through, you know, that uh, he's, he's only five foot 11, but on Tinder, he's six foot, yes. right? I mean, that is the exact truth. It is one inch, yes. all right? But that is a huge differentiator. Dif- differentiator? There you there go. It is. There you go. You, got that. Uh, <laughs> you know, based off of nothing, based off of a online persona, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people are now getting surgeries to make it themselves look more and more like the filters that they can get That's, on their phone. I are you those kidding me? That's crazy. People... 
like altering their actual bodies to live up to a standard that is quite literally just a made fit, up a made up filter thing like what is that what is that and the and i think coming back to the conversation with kids it's like when you're 10 years old and your brain is not developed yet and you're you're really starting to form ideas of self and like you start realizing oh i have parents but i'm my own person when you're going through those developmental times teenage years i mean puberty oh my goodness i couldn't imagine being held to a standard of of a thing that is just made to make you look something a way that you're not. I mean, it's intended to make you look different than you are. And you're striving to be that like, what? It's crazy. I've already decided Jonah can't get a phone now till he's 30. Yeah. Jonah will not have a phone. Uh, he also will not leave the house. You're going to, yeah, he will. I'm gonna make him do yard work. You're going to ride bikes with him. Just you and him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's crazy though. Yeah. And it's, I think the other aspect of that is like likes too, you know, um, I don't, I don't really get wrapped up in that. I don't, maybe when I was younger, how many likes you get on a photo makes you feel good. I mean, it, it is an addictive thing when you think about it, that you pose that at the very beginning, you know, um, how many people like your photo or share your tweet or comment on your photo or whatnot. Some people get addicted to that where if they get 20 this time, they need 22 next time. And if they don't get 22, then they need 50, the one after that. And if it drops, then they don't feel good about themselves. And that's a dangerous, that's where that addiction. Well, I mean, let's think about it just like this, right? I mean, we, we came into this trying to make a podcast and we're like, you know, three or four people, let's do it. It's just going to be us kind of having some fun, see what happens. I got excited when we saw 17, 11, you know, I I got it. I was like, all right, yeah. Look at that. We got a couple people that are listening to us out there. That is the irony of what we're doing. <laughs> and and I'm I'm sitting here like crapping all over social media stuff, yet we're sitting here trying to grow our brand on social media oh, and get man. listeners and the whole nine. So, you know, I'm a huge hypocrite. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, my dog has a, an Instagram that has 1,200 followers. Can we, can we talk and, about that for a second? I've, I've single-handedly done that. So... I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't Kimberly helps out with that a little bit, but yeah, you know, COVID, COVID has weird effects on people, <laughs> weird effects on people. Some people can't, you know, smell or taste some people, some you know, people. get their dog on Instagram. For the record, you insinuated that I had COVID, never had COVID, don't have COVID. I'm good. I meant the psychological effects of being quarantined. Um, <laughs> it was a joke. I know. Oh man. Yeah. The dog's dog's more popular than I am. And that makes me feel small. <laughs> but it's like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's a good point, right? I mean, getting back to the original point there, you do. I can, I can remember, um, you know, back when, when I did have social media, you, you wanted to, or even if it wasn't likes or anything, it was just how many friends did you have? How many friends? That was the, that was the Facebook thing when we were younger. Was, how many friends do you have? And yeah. then, like, I remember shitting on people. Like, dude, they, they only got like two hundred friends. Like, I'm not gonna friend them. No, nah, I ain't listening to them. <laughs> I don't care about them. I mean, think about the original, the the original social media. Oh, oh we for me. Are you gonna say it? What am I gonna say? What are you gonna say? MySpace. So that was there. Oh, okay. Not I'm going before that, and it kind oh. of it, it it tweaks the definition some. Okay. So I, I'm breaking a little bit of rules. That's okay. We Remember, make the rules, we can break the rules. That's true. AIM. <laughs> and AOL. It's a messenger. Oh, man. Okay, cool. Uh, yes. 
I do remember that. And you're right. That does kind of tweak it. Cause that was kind of the first like te- text. It was like a text yeah. app, but there was social. You communicate. Yeah. You, know, you had a friend list. You could see other people's friend right. lists. You could right. make comments in your messages and all that kind of crap. Mm. And it was the first one, but that's, that's what I remember. Cause I remember that used to be what you used to ask people, right? Like now you're like, Hey, follow me. I am, you know, Van Santos, seven ninety two. I don't know what your thing is. Um, at me, bro. Uh, but anyway, they, uh, you know, it used to be, Hey, which, which, what's your screen name? You know, screen Lincoln Park, yeah. Lincoln Park, nine, two, six. Close, but it was well, without, without the A's and the I and the A and the, I, yeah. It's a funny story about that. The same uh, username that I made when I was like 14 years old on Xbox Live is still mine to this day. I think I looked up how to change it once. I'm not sure if you can. It's been a long time. I really don't even play video games that much anymore. I really just use the Xbox for other different apps and whatnot. Man. That's not true. You play FIFA all the time. Cracking the beer on the pod. It's, It's nighttime. Yes, sir, it is. We need to do one of these where we just have a couple drinks and talk about drinking. All right. Next topic. Cat- I don't think we did anything about that one. Hold on. We got to go back to that for a second. Cause I don't think we even kind of discussed it. We we skipped over it cause we got oh, distracted. So yeah. I mean, cool. just, uh, just, uh, I mean, I think there's a, cause there's a lot that goes into that. Right. I mean, yeah. and that does lead into catfishing, which we'll kind of dive into, mm-hmm. but that, that sense of self, Right. I mean, what are, what are we saying uh, to society and to others when, when that's, we, we can't even present our real selves out there. Right. Think of all the body shaming and, and, and things that go on, you know, uh, across the board. Right. Like what is, what is that? Why, why, why? And then I asked the same question, why do we care? We're terrible creatures. That's why. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I don't, maybe it's because of our hyper capitalistic society that we live in where everything needs to be flashing cars and flashy cars and nice suits. And I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I can be very materialistic at times. So I do get and that. Right. That's uh, so, so am I, I'm very materialistic when it comes to certain things and then others don't care. Couldn't care. How many pairs um, of shoes do you have? I got a lot of pairs of shoes. <laughs> all, all of the shoes. All, all of the shoes. All, all of the shoes. But, you know, if there happens to be a random day where I need a certain shoe for a certain event, I got it for sure. It's there. And if I don't, I'll go find one. Go for two, two pairs, two shoes, one pair. Well, it's, it's this one and his, and his mate. <laughs> right? it's, it's like an evil version. Like an evil version. Uh, now we have British accents in our show. All right. Kind so, of. That was really bad if that was our British self, accent. Self-image. Self All right. You know, that that brings up another weird topic. Okay, so you're we're talking about what I imagine is, you know, putting filters out there or like, you know, somebody's going through the worst time of their life, but they're still putting up just the smiley photos of them with all their friends and like Mm -hmm. pretending like everything's okay when inside, like it's bad, like things are going, going bad. Think about like where our video games have gone and sci in the sci-fi world and how not too distant that is. I'm thinking about shows like black mirror where people literally live in avatars of themselves that aren't even themselves. Um, that's like the hyper extreme version, but there was the Sims. The Sims was like, you had similar, this, right? That's so true. 
and at first you couldn't interact with people, but eventually that functionality came along, I guess. Right. And yeah. you just build your own life in the computer, um, on, but, on the, on the line, on the line. Yeah. On, on the, on the line. <laughs> on the <laughs> line. That, that brings it into catfishing there. Right. So say yeah. you're into one of those things and you think you are forming some relationship with a 23 year old, you know, girl, guy, whatever that you're, you're falling in love with. And come to find out it's a 45-year-old guy who's sitting on his couch and nothing but his boxers eating Cheetos and yeah. uh, whatever. I mean, it's wrong. I mean, I just and, – and then the psychological distrust there of, of people in general after that, uh, the, the way that you have to be to even think to do that. Right. You know, people always, you know, on a first date, probably everyone embellishes the truth a little bit. I won't say lies, but you probably exaggerate a few things. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you lie. Maybe you lie. You, you, you definitely exaggerate a few you things. Those are white lies, though. Just, oh, not, yeah. Not big deals. You don't want to lie on the first date. No, those, those yeah. don't need to come back to you. Not advocating for lying. No, exactly. Nope. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you know, like, so you could see almost a little bit of that to the online world but creating a whole new persona and a whole new person and then going along with it for God knows how long. Devil's just, advocate. What you got? Here we come. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in. All right. What if, what about the counter argument of, well, love is the, the soul. So if you love the person, it doesn't matter who they are, what they look like. You got to love their soul. Sure. I'll, I'll pose that question. And then I'll back that up with, don't necessarily believe that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can, you can definitely fall in love with, with uh, someone else's soul. I mean, that's part of what love is, is it's what's, you know, one soul's recognition of itself and another, right? Isn't no. that the, the quote? Yeah. So if you, if you go with it from that perspective, that's, that's great. But how much of that person's soul are you really getting if you're not even getting the real person? My goodness, that's my, now my argument. My counter argument would be, okay, this is a person that's falsified who they are to you the entire time. How much of that is reality? And also if you're, how do you, how do you fall in love with words on a screen? You know what I'm saying? I mean, at best, Hey, Rico Suave, baby. He, listen, there's some smooth people out there. At best, you, you talk to this person on the phone. I, I feel like a lot of the catfishing situations, I have no stats on this are mostly text based. I feel like if you heard somebody on the phone, or, well, I guess there was some, some of those shows there were, they had other people call. To yeah. pretend to be that person, which that is just maniacal. That is just yep. diabolical. Well, <laughs> see, so you you say it over text. I think it, I think it's kind of over stuff like Facebook and, yeah. and everything, right? Where you can put up pictures, mm-hmm. you can alter that. I mean, like there are so many different things that people can do with technology and computers now to make it seem like there is another person, there is a real true version right. of this new self that you have created, whether or not that be true at all. An evil version <laughs> evil version <laughs> oh man all right so okay that's a counter argument and then the other one the, the one that always comes out whenever i hear any of these catfishing stories is like the sad part of this in that there sometimes people are doing it out of hate and they're trying to get back at this person they're trying to hurt this person and then sometimes it is just they're so insecure and down on themselves that they just want to be somebody else that they think is better than them. And that is always the sad outcome when this person who is the catfisher 
ends up getting hurt because they're like, I just, I love you, but I, I really like you. I want to, or whatever. And I want to be with you, but I just couldn't show you who I was because you wouldn't like that version of me. And that is just a, it is a psychological, horrible situation for both parties. Let me pose it to you this way. Horrible. Si- I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not, yeah, good. Let me pose it to you this way. And this is, this is a conversation that, that Katie and I have had is if we would have met in high school and seen the high school versions of ourselves, would we have still fallen in love? Mm, interesting question or interesting uh, proposition. Right. So it's almost, yeah. it's almost similar to that, right? Where you at in your life mm-hmm. and, and how, how to make that, that side of things work. Do I think it's still wrong? I'm not, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there's any way to try to twist it to be right, but I do think there is some sort of psychological behavior there that at least makes it justified to them. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of in different TV shows or movies where they try to get you to see why the bad guy did what they did. You know what I'm saying? It's like at the end of the day, you know, Game of Thrones was notorious for this. They would take evil characters. And then in three seasons, you're like, Oh God, I love Jamie Lannister. Lannister. (laughs) You did some messed up stuff. You don't put, you know, I'm not, no spoilers, but he pushed a kid out of a window. He pushed a kid out of a window, like 10 stories up. I mean, come on. you Everyone's seated at this point. It's fine. Yeah, that's true. Dexter still killed people. He did. He still killed people. Side note. That new thing coming back. Bringing back Dexter. What? Yeah, I'm pumped they're for that. Gonna, hey, they're going to have to work really hard to make up for that worst finale of all time, in my opinion. But love the show finale. What happened? What, what are we doing? Um, so anyways, but that's just an interesting, that's, that's definitely the human side of it, the psychological side, or um, however you want to say that. But yeah, you always get to the end of the, I remember getting to the end of those episodes and like nine times out of 10, I was like, dang, I feel bad for this person. But man, that's still a terrible thing to do. You can't, it does, doesn't justify it, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's just, it's, it's sad. It's also the power of editing and having a producer to do all that, to make it appear one way. Whoa. Turn it upside down, Corey Bell. Boom. That's what I'm here to do. That was some major BS right there. That's how I talk. (laughs) Um, a couple, a couple interesting stats on catfishing before we leave. Yeah. Uh, found some study online, 64% of catfishers are women catfishers the ones like the people who are performing it pretending correct okay all right 24 percent pretend to be the other gender when they're catfishing Hmm. okay i thought that was an interesting step is that that from a sexuality perspective i just they just pretend the other gender i don't know okay that okay that is a good one too when we're talking about catfishing are we specifically talking about like love interests, like sexual? No, I'm, I, I, the way I think about it is lies yeah. in general. Yeah. Just in general, you present yourself as X to be accepted by Y. doesn't right. matter if, what emotions involved there. It's acceptance. And listen, I mean, I think everyone is mentally wired to want to be accepted. Whether or not, you know, you got all those people like, oh, I don't care. Yes, you do. On some level, you care. Yeah. You want somebody to talk to at the end of a long day. I mean, you do. Everybody wants to be accepted. Oh. And, and the people that maybe feel like they can't find those people who are like them to be accepted, make up their own people. And, and, and they try to try to get it into that, that way. So, you know, that sucks. But 
that's also one of the positives that we talked about at the beginning with social media, with the internet, there is somebody else out there just like you, at least pretty similar enough to a level where you guys can relate to each other and talk. It may not be love. It may not be anything like that, sure. but it's, it's somebody that you can talk to relate with. It's, it's just getting out there and, and putting yourself out there and finding it. So and yeah, that's scary and hard, but it's a lot easier to get rejected when you're somebody else, I guess. That's true. That is true. Kind of deflect a little bit as well there. Um, <clears throat> I had an interesting thought because yep. where is the difference? Where's that line when it goes from, well, here was the last doubt I had. 53% of Americans admit to falsifying their data online. That does not surprise me at all. And falsifying, it could be just something small. So my question is, where's the line between, all right, I'm 5'11", but I'm, I'm really, I'm really, six, six, I'm really yeah. six foot online. Where does that flip over to catfishing? Is it when you're pretending to be an entire different person? When it, is it six inches of height? Is it like, where's the difference? Like, when does it start? When's that line where it's like, all right, you're catfishing. You're, 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 you're trying, yeah, you're stretching and, it. And can you see how somebody would start with something small? Like people do this. All That's the time. that first date. People take that first step and they're like, oh, I got away with that. This applies to so many other things. I got away with that. So if I, if she thinks that I'm one inch taller than I am, maybe she'll believe that I'm this and maybe that, and maybe, and then the lies get bigger. You see this in, in all kinds of stuff. And next thing you know, you're a totally different person from a totally different state that did something else. And this person who for whatever reason started small and all of a sudden it's, it's grown into this huge thing. So yeah, just, where's the line? I think it's any, any, anytime you get to something with malicious intent and that yeah. you are legitimately know you are lying. If you know that what you were saying is not true, you, what you may be saying, you may think is true and come to find out later. It's not, I don't, I don't see a harm in that. Fair. But if you are maliciously saying, I am six feet tall when you are only 5'11 and you know you're only 5'11, bro, you got a problem. So, because listen, think of it this way too. Think of all the cautionary tales, all the TV shows, all the whatever. Do you know one example of where somebody has done this for, for you know, however long and not gotten caught? Sure. It always comes back. Yeah. Yeah. And it always is going to hurt the person that you're trying to get connected to. It's always going to hurt that person that you think is accepting you. Cause guess what? They're probably nine times out of 10, not going to accept you after that. Right. And, and lawyer brain, sorry, two seconds, malicious versus intentional for me is kind of a big thing. So you're talking about intentional. Somebody knows what they're doing and mm. they're doing it anyways yep. malicious being like it made it malicious is worse malicious is like i know it's wrong and i'm doing it to hurt this person on purpose so both of those apply um but yes i agree that is the catfish level right there um i guess it just depends on the size of the lie too you know um well, but, when, at what point do you bring morality into it i uh, yeah i don't like, know. To, to me that's the first thing like if i'm not going to tell you listen i i don't know the last time i was actually measured people ask me how tall i am i'm like six three and a half i'm like i don't know six three six four i'm right around in there some people say hey are you six four i just say yeah listen I, I i'm close right it's right in there somewhere i have not been to the doctor i haven't got to check up I, i've been out of the navy for six years they don't they don't measure me anymore so, so i just the, what's the purpose of What's the purpose of the fabrication? Just a laugh, right? Or just like not, a, there's, there's no big deal. There's no ramification from you saying that, right? You're not, yep. you're not lying to get something over on someone, you know? So it seems harmless. That's a harmless little 
funny thing that you can laugh about or joke about with somebody, you know, to your point, if it was like, I don't know, I've never drank a beer in my life and you're signing up for some job that requires you to never drink a beer in your life. And you know that and you're lying about it, then yeah, that's, that's a much bigger deal. So. Well, it's like, um, you know, I get, I get calls from different people at different times who are trying to join the military. Right. And there's a lot of questions that they usually have. And one of the ones that they have is, you know, Hey, the recruiter's going to ask me, right. Have I ever smoked weed? And uh, all of them have. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, what do I say? I'm like, well, you tell them the truth. Cause it'll come out at some point and then yeah. you're screwed. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it, I think it, it all, it all in my mind kind of, it just comes back to it. If it's an intentional statement of just falsity. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with it. that. That's, that's the line. That was part one on social media. Yeah, we uh, got into the middle of this conversation and realized this was not going to wrap up in an hour. So again, you get a two-parter, take a walk, use the bathroom, do whatever you got to do. Tune back in for part two. Uh, Again, you can follow us at talking underscore B underscore S on Twitter. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll see you back here for part two on social media.